0: Welcome to Time Enough Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about the Twilight Zone and beyond, but not yet. We're talking about the Twilight Zone today. We're talking about Mr. Dingle, the strong. This is Matt here. Sitting over there is Luke. I never know how you meant to introduce me on these ones. I, don't, I didn't even know how he meant to introduce you. So Because we just did a sanctuary, right? So Mm. I say it, then you say it, right? So I'm supposed to introduce you. That's Luke over there. I'm a guest
1: on this one. I'm special. Yeah, you're special.
0: I'm doing you a um, favor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really doing you a favor this week. (laughs) (laughs) Who handles HR for this podcast? Hmm. Who handles HR for this podcast? I guess human relations? Yeah, is that you? I guess so. I have two complaints. Yeah, sure. One, give me a good Twilight Zone one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) Stop giving me the so-called comedy ones because, (laughs) like with Shakespeare, comedy doesn't age well. (laughs) Also, you massively oversold this one. You were like, oh, it's perfect for you. It's about a guy who gets strong and fights animals. That's like one line. (laughs) Yeah, but you are... You don't see
0: him fight a bear or anything. You're a man who likes to try and get strong, right? I don't try to get strong. (laughs) I am very strong. I'll also give you the... um the secondary reason you're here um i i just actually got a note i uh i made a list of like my current top 15 twilight zones oh time enough time enough at last on there is not on your list i'm like yeah it's good but it's not one of my favorites and and i don't like mr bemis and and you you were standing up for mr bemis so thought mm. i should give you the next burgess meredith episode yeah i liked him more than that <laughs> okay he's pretty much yeah. just in this he's he's pretty yeah i don't like him in either to be honest uh mm. Uh, in my notes, I did write the third one. He is like fantastic. I mean, well, the actor is great. He's a in good all actor. Th- yeah, the actor is great in all but, three like, of them. He's playing a character who is kind of a. The character in his next episode is fantastic, and this guy is like ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I should have written ridiculous. What did I write, I wrote a creep. That works too. Okay, he's not quite a creep. Yeah, he's not quite a creep. Okay, ridiculous is it? Because yeah, I explained Mr. Bemis as being like pathetic, right? Oh yeah, he is pathetic. Okay, so, but for me, pathetic's like ooh, pathetic, and I think for you, it's like I, I guess the 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 weird old man trope doesn't work for me very well. Mm. I guess it doesn't for you in this one. I didn't. He didn't come across as old in, as Mr. Beavis.
1: Not he yeah, comes he seems older, older here. here.
0: Right, he is pretty old. I, I guess
1: because we, he he like had a wife and stuff.
0: Mm. Whereas here, he's just. A saddle man, not selling vacuum cleaners and selling was yeah. it a divining rod for alcohol <laughs> to a hobo. Yeah.
1: That was good. That's a good gag, yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, um I'm not gonna sit here and say
0: Rod Serling can't write. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think on the outset I time enough for the last better episode. Next one obsolete man, better episode. Um I don't I think I like this one better than you. Uh, Definitely, because I very much did not enjoy watching this. I thought it was awful. This should be fun to talk about, then. (laughs) I I don't think we have just had a a quite, like, this is awful take on this podcast yet. No, because you you had the whole thing of, like,
1: oh, I'm not even going to ask if it stands up, because they all stand up. The funny ones don't stand
0: up, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple... um, I think it's... I I don't remember if it airs before or after this, but we did a, a penny for your thoughts where where mark was like oh this is my favorite one so far so i spend like most of the time like critically like deconstructing the episode because he said that <laughs> <laughs> which i usually don't do on this podcast so that's either either you already heard it or that's a uh, quick uh, uh, that's a quick promo for the future i don't quite remember because i, I, don't I have haven't my, had that one yet i, I haven't have had, had that one for a while um we do have trivia for this episode though so i will do that trivia Original air date was March 3rd, 1961, one day after my birthday. My university girlfriend insisted that was my birthday, but she was wrong. She thought I was playing a joke on her, but I'm like, no, no, I'm, yeah. Sorry, did she argue with you about your own birthday? Yeah, she thought I was putting her on,
1: (laughs) but I wasn't. (laughs) I used to get a lot of people would wish me my birthday on the 9th of September Mm. because I would always say my birthday's 9-11, Mm. And they would get confused because the British way around, my birthday is 11.9. Oh, shouldn't it be in November then? No, but they, but they knew it was September because obviously they knew my birthday vaguely. Ah, so he okay. always said it's 9 something, so it must be today. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, I was doing trivia, wasn't I? Uh, script is by Rod Serling.
1: Yep. Oh, I had a Rod Serling encounter recently. In your dream? No, me and Matty went and watched Raging Bull at the cinema. Yeah? And when he's doing, when he's like old and fat and retired, he's doing a, just a live appearance on stage and it's like featuring the works of William Shakespeare and Rod Serling.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, this podcast will say that's fine. Yep. It's, and, and with comedies, we've already made the, uh, the analogy there. Uh, John Bram directed... Maybe I'll do the, synop- the uh, synopsis of um, Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? John... I don't know if I could do a Robert De Niro impression. <laughs> John Bram directed plenty of 50s horror in 12 episodes of The Twilight Zone. But this is his first one for season two. Um, he will return for shadow play this season. You yeah, have that one, that's a good episode.
1: Yeah, because uh, so, yeah, you're saying he does horror, so I'm assuming he did some like pretty legit episodes.
0: Okay, there, there you got that one. Okay. Request request um, accepted. Burgess Meredith is Mr. Dingle. Though he only appeared in four episodes of The Twilight Zone, his particular oddball energy makes him one of the most notable and remembered performers on the series. He'll be back this season for The Obsolete Man, and of course he'll absolutely nail the role of the Penguin on Batman a few years later. Don Rickles, the bedor here, was the premier insult comedian of the mid-20th century and spent quite a bit of time chumming around with the Rat Pack in Las Vegas. On film, he appears in absolute classics like Run Silent, Run Deep and Casino. And, of course, he was the voice of Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story franchise until his passing in 2017, which I'll add an addendum, addendum to. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet, but apparently they just used um, outtakes and made, huh. made that Mr. Potato Head. So he is still Mr. Potato Head in, uh, I've also Toy not Toy seen Story 4. Toy Story 4. I haven't. I know. think I've told you that... I saw a tweet that I was like,
1: oh, yeah, that is my feeling. She's like, I don't care if it's good. That's not enough of a reason to make it. I love 3. Yeah, but 3 was such a good ending. It was. We don't need a Toy Story 4. Like, uh, yeah, maybe Toy Story 4 is great. I still don't want to watch it. Hmm. I don't feel a need to watch
0: it. Maybe I'll get to it sometime and be like, we needed it. But, yeah, at this point, I, I see I definitely am on your wavelength for that. Barkeep Anthony O'Toole was played by James Westerfield. Westerfield appeared in some classic films like The Magnificent Ambertons, On the Waterfront, and The Birdman of Alcatraz. He also had a recurring role spanning Disney's live-action 60s films, The Shaggy Dog, The Absent-Minded Professor, and Son of Flubber. That is a series. The titles don't make it clear. Okay. Eddie Ryder played Bookie Callahan. Ryder was in a myriad of classic TV shows and films from the 50s to the 80s, but most often in uncredited bit parts. When did they stop doing that with sequels? What? I thought like that was a thing for a while, right? But they have completely separate
1: names. I guess so they don't scare audiences away. Yeah. Anyway, you preempted... We talked about with Kong, right? How they were, they rushed out Son of Kong because they thought people wouldn't go and see a sequel if they forgot
0: it. Son of Flubber. Eddie Ryder shows up with Westerfield in Son of Flubber. Oh, there you go. There's my, my not funny punchline to all that. No, but that's your... My trivial punchline. You wanted punchline. me to wait until after that to say the thing. It's my trivial punchline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so...
1: When, we, yeah, when did they become like, oh, actually, it's fine to just have two. we Planet playing the Apes? I think...
0: No. Well, they, they kept the Planet of the Apes part, but they didn't add numbers. Yeah, but they made it clear that it's a series, right? Yeah. That's why that's the first like major like, film yeah, franchise. You didn't go back to the... Um, the, well, the 30, Fistful of Dollars, right? They're all separate names. But in the 30s, they'd have series like Charlie Chan does this, Charlie Chan does right, that. Right, but also the they were pumping them out like man does that. two or three a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be a reason for that, sure. Yeah, mate.
1: Oh, I did, Do you know what I bet it was? Telly. Mm. Once mm. they realized like, oh, but they can watch the uh, they can watch it in the intervening years on the TV.
0: Keep the title alive. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because uh, the eighties and nineties, especially two, three. Now let's use Roman numerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone the, ever. The Rambo series is insane, right? <laughs> first Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part Two, Rambo Three,
1: Rambo Last Blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's the best titling, yes, for sure. But even better is Rocky, Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Five, Rocky
0: Balboa. <laughs> also, I just missed Creed, Rocky four. Creed Two, Creed Three, <laughs> Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, they, they, okay, Stallone, there's some, something Stallone does, uh, insane <laughs> sequel titling in full effect. A predator, we talked about recently, is a weird one as well. They
1: had a two in Oh yeah, but then they never did a three, they just did different ways you could do a sequel. Predators, the They're Predator.
0: Prey. Pre, well, okay, yeah. Um, prologue us, who knows okay. how you're going to do it. You don't even know.
1: Uniquely in American institution known as the neighborhood bar. Reading left to right, a Mr. Anthony O'Toole, proprietor, who orders his drinks like geraniums, but who stands four square for peace and quiet and for booths for ladies. This is Mr. Joseph J. Callahan, an unregistered bookie whose entire life is any sporting event with two sides and a set of odds. His idea is a meet- of a meeting at the summit is any dialogue between a catcher and a pitcher with more than one man on pace. And this animated citizen is every anonymous better who has ever dropped rent money on a horse race, a prize fight, or a floating crap game, and who took out his frustrations and his insolvency on any vulnerable fellow barstool companion with an arms and fists reach. And this is Mr. Lou Dingle, a vacuum cleaner salesman whose volume of business is roughly that of a valet at a hobo convention. He's also a consummate failure in almost everything, but he's a good listener and has a prominent jaw. Yo, Adrian! I said it wrong! It actually is valet, not valet. They're different things. <laughs> I have to take umbrage with that prologue you just make me read. Yeah. The uniquely American institution of the neighborhood
0: bar. We don't have that. You have pubs. I think I get the
1: Japanese it. izakaya might have something to say, or the English pub might
0: have something. I to say. completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, now there are funky parts of town, um, Atlanta. We have little Five Points. We got Virginia Highland. Um, they have some neighborhood bars. Okay. So it, it exists, but, yeah, it's not uniquely American, of course. Oh, it's, it's, and we don't even have them for the most part. I to say
1: they're less American than they are a lot of other cultures. Yeah,
0: suburbs do not have neighborhood bars. This is 1961. I guess suburbs are growing, but not like like that was the thing yet. But, yeah,
1: Britain and Japan, anywhere people live, there
0: is a pub. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how close you have to my notes, but even I was like, that that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, I will... I like this one better than you, but it is a Rod Serling is by his pool talking to a dictaphone sort of episode for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, something that does, I guess, make me like this one is is the, you know the whole Don Wrinkle, Rickles thing. Do you were you familiar with him at all? Okay, because I saw him on screws. Ah, that's great. It's like seeing Dick York and you know some other episodes, right? It's like, like I already think this guy's funny, so okay, right, yeah. So that helps because, like I said, he he is the guy. He's like. Um, he insults everyone else for a few decades, then Rodney Dangerfield insults himself, and then Bill Hicks takes a bunch of acid. Okay. That, that's stand-up comedy. Oh, and George Carlin. We won't forget him, but...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I...
0: There's very little American stand-up comedy. I think he's good. Okay. You know Mr. <laughs> Potato Head. Yeah. He hates everybody. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that that went a little way. I was, like, I was happy to see him in here. I am... I already said I don't like his characters, but I do... Of course, everybody likes to see Burgess Meredith. You're a bad person if you don't like seeing him on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I spent
1: 40 minutes trying to be a Batman villain, so I know <laughs> how much talent it takes to do that well.
0: Yeah. So um, go ahead and spew, spew some hate observations here. Let's see where you
1: go. Um, basically, I just didn't find it very funny, mm. and then it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Didn't like, go much anywhere. Like, he was strong for a bit, and then he wasn't. But there was no, like, lesson learned. There was no punchline or payoff to it. <laughs> it was like, But you told it, it as like, oh, yeah, it's about this, like, weedy guy, and he gets strong, and then he fights things. I was like, okay, that could be a laugh. <laughs> I did enjoy the scenes of him doing strong stuff.
0: Oh, those are great. Like, where it, he's, he's got suddenly, he, even though he's, like, an introvert, like, complete introvert, like, you know, he's, like, doing the little, like, showmanship thing. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah, class. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, also every single one of those effects was pretty good.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. He lifts
1: up the bench with the woman on it, he smashes a table in half and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was all quality.
0: And then the look on his face as he's doing it is
1: just, like, fantastic. Oh, okay. So I did have a thought. How much, like, how new was all of this? Because we'd had George Reeves' Superman. Right. Did that have a lot of, like, little sight gags of him using his strength? Um, I don't know how familiar you are with George Reeves Superman.
0: Well, I was just thinking that, like, one of the actors in this actually wasn't an episode of George Reeves Superman. Oh, okay, cool. I, I did. It was just one episode, so I didn't put it in a trivia. I think I think it was the um, bookie, but okay, uh, yeah. Because,
1: like, you get to like Christopher Reeves Superman and Lois and Clark and stuff. That these gags are in there, right? Right. They have little gags of his Weedy Clark Kent, but he's using the strength to do something funny. And I am wondering if this is like the first time that's been done on screen. So you're
0: saying the Richard Lester cut of Superman 2 does it better? Oh, God, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to completely disagree with that, but they did have a bigger budget and right. stuff.
1: No, 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 but I, I'm actually... This is me not slamming on this episode because mm. I think the stuff... The actual gags of him doing strong things worked. Mm. And that's something that I still, to this day, get a chuckle at seeing. <laughs> like, if I'm watching Superman, I want to see some... You know, not like a villain, but just a bit of a douche. <laughs> Get Superman subtly. Those are my favorite bits. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I always wonder like I mean Yeah, uh Dingle, I mean he's called Dingle. They call him a Dingle at the end. Not even Mr. He's just a Dingle at the yeah. end, right? <laughs> so <laughs> So like obviously he already sucks. I and mean, why is he even going to this bar? Like, he could buy a six-pack and go drink in the forest or something. Um I've had
1: You get friendship groups where there's the guy who everyone's kind of mean to him, but it's the closest he's got to friendship. (laughs) I've had friends like that and felt kind of bad when I'm like, all we do is like, none of us like this guy. But he insists on hanging out with us, so
0: we're all just mean to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it gets back to the pub thing, right? Like, as an American, I don't see why someone would keep going to this bar, even if it's a small town. Whereas, you know, you got the pub, you're going to keep going there. Yeah, it's just what you do. Like,
1: what am I going to do, sit at home alone? I mean, maybe I just don't... Especially in the days before you had, like, a TV and the internet and video games.
0: Maybe I just don't understand mid-century, you know, bar culture enough or whatever. I Yeah. yeah, Yeah, just bar culture
1: generally, right?
0: Yeah, I think of well, it. Well, bar culture, sure. Bar and pub, I feel like, are like some different beats. You go to a yeah, bar, you're going to get some food. mixed drinks. Like, America definitely has a place where you can go get some mixed drinks and stuff.
1: Well, yeah, but the pub in the UK, it's just like it's Friday night. It's what I do. I go to the pub and drink pints. Yeah, And whoever happens to be there tonight, that's who I drink pints with.
0: <laughs> so that certainly wasn't the case growing up in, in the States, right? I, and again, in the 50s, could have been different, don't also, know. Also, we American. were doing
1: that from like 16, whereas you were in your 20s. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that's also a difference, sure. Um, so, but I'd say a good half of this episode is the feats of strength. Yeah. How about the aliens? The, <laughs> aliens? the aliens
1: felt like someone making fun of Twilight Zone. A
0: little bit, yeah. I think
1: the reason they annoyed me is because we haven't had any episodes with cool
0: aliens yet. They didn't have the budget for it, unfortunately. And you're going to get another one where they don't have it as well. Right, um, but you could do a cool
1: alien without spending a lot of money. Like, at uh, the level of effects they spent on these aliens, you could have done something more interesting. But we just got like, what is this?
0: Okay. Well, here I'll just, I'm going to read directly from my notes as I sometimes do. Like many props in season two, this alien suit is simultaneously the best and worst thing ever. No, it's just the worst. (laughs) I'll just assume the designer was really, really high and had to produce something before sobering up. Yeah. And then I wrote another note for the Venusians uh, when they show up at the end. The designer had just finished his job, smoked another blunt, and then they asked him to make the Venusians. I do hope this was a popular costume with kids for Halloween 1961.
1: I think I know what would have fixed it. Because they were doing dumb guys. S- dumb sci-fi alien voices, <laughs> right? Yeah. If they'd played it way more casual... It would have been funnier. Oh, like just take the piss out of it? No, yeah, if they just talked like people and just been like, all right, mate, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm just here to experiment on this earthland. Oh, us too. What are you going to do? Make him smart. Oh, we made him strong.
0: Nice. What if they look completely normal and talk like aliens or almost normal and talk like aliens? Yeah,
1: either or I think would have worked. Okay. But having the stupid costume and the stupid talking (laughs) was just like... This is what people who don't watch sci-fi think all sci-fi is.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And Um, I
1: know it is trying to be funny, but it's just like
0: mate <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing that did kind of work for me was they obviously have like well manicured like ear hair mm. <laughs> like are there different styles could you have like a mickey mouse ear or a or you know like i don't know a trident or something mm. that'd be cool or maybe it's like north korea where it's like you have to get kim jong-un style or there's like three others you could consider but they're all pretty similar to kim jong-un style but
1: i just think like in terms of where i'm at now Twilight Zone, and with time enough, we've just had this run of like. I'm gonna look up the episodes we've had recently. <laughs> we've had Dust, which was like legit, like a philosophical one. experience. Yeah, that yeah, was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Night of the Meek, which was like a genuinely good Christmas
0: episode. Okay. That's a
1: similar tone wise to this, right? But worked.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of like this one better. I, I, maybe I just have a dumb sense of humor. Oh, you do, definitely.
1: Okay. And then, okay, yeah, then before that was Most Unusual Camera, which was the last time you made me do a dumb comedy one. <laughs> but, yeah, I just feel like when Twilight Zone's good, it's so good. Mm. And this is just bad. Okay,
0: we well, you're getting a deep one for the
1: next one, so. Yeah, this is what people who don't, I said this is what people who don't watch sci-fi think sci-fi is. I think this is also what people who don't watch Twilight Zone think Twilight Zone is.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: like yeah. If, you're, if your only experience to Twilight Zone was like Futurama taking the piss out of it, <laughs> you'd be like, oh yeah, this is about right. You wouldn't even think this was a comedy. You'd be like, oh yeah, this is what they were doing in the 60s. What a of crap.
0: I mean, it's the Outer Limits, right? Yeah. Lots of good Outer Limits episode, but they more often do this sort of crap. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this yeah. is something you'll that's definitely Outer limits They'd probably try and make it creepier, but it would still be just as lame.
1: Yeah. But yeah, yeah like the way I described how I would have preferred the aliens to either be more casual. I know that's just not the comedy style of the 60s. Mm. But I still think this whole episode just needed like one more draft.
0: It needed a
1: funnier punchline.
0: We're we're, we're like 60% through a season and and Rod Sterling was actually stressing out at this point. So um, that could go in. Because yeah, I mean the punchline they had was
1: like, he goes to do um, one more feet of strength but they've turned it off. Mm. It's not that funny.
0: Right. And and why people turn on? I guess people do turn on people real quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you um, you could go with perceived cancel culture or not. But when people want to turn on someone, you know, uh, in the media, it can happen quite fast, right? Eighteenth Amendment. Oh oh yeah. I just did I already mentioned. I, I might have said this before I started recording that um he's dumb enough to like commit assault on live television (laughs) like dude's gonna get arrested in a minute yep i mean it was a pretty mild assault he just picked him up and spun him around Well, he shoved a lit cigar into his mouth oh yeah that's pretty hard that that counts as assault
1: okay here's an anecdote (laughs) for you um i was sharing a cigar one time with my friend bill and he was very wasted, and he put it in his mouth at first. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, I passed it to him without rotating it, I guess, and he just took it from me, he shoved it in his mouth.
0: Before I start asking you the questions, uh, let's just talk a middle, a middle, a biddle, a biddle, a beavis about uh, smart dingle.
1: Uh, see, that's another, so He's you know you often of get people who aren't smart trying to write smart? <laughs> That's what this felt like, but Rod Serling is a smart guy.
0: (laughs) Well, what I loved is his monologue at the end, filled with like uni words. I'm going to call them uni words in this case because they weren't. It wasn't like that depthful, you know. I've heard scientists say anyone who starts talking definitively about the uh, quantum has no clue what they're talking about. Right. (laughs) He throws that in, but I do like that um, Rod starts his closing narration while. Meredith is still doing it, so right. it's like half of the performance is actually lost anyway. That, that was good. That was a good tag, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, anyone who's actually smart knows how to explain it so you understand it.
0: Okay, I guess I'll be the questioner then. Um, mm. i be the questioner, and I can't do that. That's your stick. Um, <laughs> Who in this episode was there a Twilight Zone in this episode? Yeah, the aliens went to the Twilight Zone when they visited because
1: <laughs> <laughs> they found stupid stupider. Yeah, is that what you're going for? Well, um, oh, what a Twilight Zone! That
0: unique location, the neighborhood bar in America. <laughs> you can't imagine it if you haven't been there. <laughs> let, let's just for a second. Sorry for the disservice of giving you episodes like The Chaser, but um, <laughs> but let, let's let's just take it from a. And
1: this is my fault because you, the last good episode you gave me. Was um, the hitchhiker Mm. and I said, "Oh, you should probably start giving these episodes to women." (laughs) (laughs) So now all I get is this. (laughs) 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 Okay, um, you you did give me the execution, and that was okay. Okay, that interesting questions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But let's take it from that more view of like, you know, we got a twilight zone. People go through it. It's not just stupidity. Uh, Dingle for sure, because he's given weird power and then is taken away. How about the the Betor? That's actually his name. In this episode, there's a um, there's a short story version where he, he is given a name and where uh, Mr. Dingle does uh, properly beat the pulp out of him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's not this one, so he's just the bettor. Did he go through a twilight zone or did he just get uh, like, a really. garbage shot in his mouth?
1: We've all picked on the weedy guy enough that it turns out he can throw a punch. <laughs> I mean, sorry, we haven't all done that. That's a terrible, <laughs> incident, But it is a thing that happens, is okay. what I'm saying,
0: right? Yeah, I don't think I've done that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've bullied kids until they punch me out before. <laughs> yeah, poor choice of words there. No, but that, that is a genuine thing, right? You don't have to get superpowers to just suddenly, like, have enough. He just did a... Um, What's the film
0: called? Where he go... Going Down? We do call going kids downhill. babies babies a lot, and then they punch us. Going Down Hill?
1: It's got a better name than that,
0: the <laughs> film. Descender.
1: No! He, he, he it's too much for him, and then he shoots people. Falling Down.
0: Falling Down. <laughs> going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a better version of this? Is that what you're saying? No,
1: but that's that's that happens in real life. Mm. So it doesn't require an alien giving you super strength. Right. You just. So I don't think the better had a particularly twilight zone. You
0: experience. just snap and become like a a, a January 6th shaman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, we'll focus on Mr. Dingle and and decide if he deserves his trip through the twilight zone. I think the whole point is he doesn't. Right. Right. He's <laughs> he's, he's just picked at random for being a dingle. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, I guess his name's sort of on his sleeve, isn't it? Yeah. It's like all, once a dingle, always a dingle. Does a I mean, dingle there is deserve alternative determinism, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're born Mr Dingle,
1: <laughs> you're not becoming like you know no one's voting on Dingle twenty twenty four,
0: you know? <laughs> pope Dingle the <III.
1: laughs> Third That's all right, Popes get to Yeah, but Pope change their name.
0: No, so that's he, why he would become Pope to not be Dingle anymore. No, you change your Dingle to be Pope. What's the worst pope name you can think of? Um, pope, pope Age N- of Consent. <laughs> okay, I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was just actually taking from our recent podcast and thinking, oh, Pope, pope Non's the VIII. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, yeah, you got that. So he's not, it's like, it, karmatically does he deserve to get screwed with, though? I mean, he... He deserved a little taste of having some power. Why does he even have opinions about baseball? I don't have opinions about baseball. Oh, uh, no, no. See,
1: this is another thing from a culture you don't understand. In the UK, you're not allowed to not have opinions about football. So this should have been set in the UK. I think that maybe this episode would have made more sense set in the UK. I mean, I understand why it's not. Rod has no experience of it. But yeah, this whole story in a UK pub would actually have worked really well.
0: Kind of do it, you know, like Simon Pegg style, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is actually one that would, like, maybe benefit from a And then that slightly more a naturalistic
1: kind of comedy would have come out as well, mm. um, which I think would have worked better.
0: Yeah, because it is, um, no no pun intended, somewhat alien, I think, to an American audience, because yeah. this isn't how we tend to roll, you but know? But if you'd
1: had the alien, instead of being this silly character thing, had just been, like, Bill Nye, mm. not the science guy, the actor, <laughs> just sat there playing, like, a vague, you're not even sure if he's really an alien or not. He's just a guy who sits in the corner and the weird thing happens sort of thing. Yeah, because And I, then you just had, you know, yeah, Simon Pegg suddenly gets super stressed and starts t- tossing Nick Frost around.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like the, the American bar vibe, and again, this could not be the bar vibe of 1961, and I haven't been in America for a while, so it could be... Well, now it's like you don't go to bars much, I guess, but, <laughs> you know... No, America so... and the UK have just pretended the pandemic's over. Okay, so anyway... <laughs> You just, you go with the people you go with and hang with the people you go with. Maybe you meet friends you already know there and kind of everyone keeps in their own little groups, right? Or, or you're a lech who goes, you know, hitting on chicks at the so
1: bar. In the UK, you start your night that way. You go with your friends, meet your other friends. But then as everyone gets more drunk, you just slowly more and more people at your regular pub are your friends.
0: Yeah, it doesn't coalesce, I think, so much in an American one. Yeah. which Which, again, that would be the naturalistic edge that this episode is missing. Right. Triple meter. You got you got a sound uh, uh, for that. uh, uh, uh. One more time? Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Oh, sarcastic laughter. Okay, okay. <laughs> that that, that not, I just I was like you started real like you came so quick I like couldn't process the first time. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, two for the terrible alien costume and and it's as low as two because of the terrible alien costumes. Yeah. I, I think that's reasonable for this one, yeah? Yep. Again, uh, as far as the comedy ones go, I eh, didn't mind it. I told you I actually did watch it like three or four times. So. I, I, I am exaggerating. I didn't hate it as much as I'm making out. <laughs> like, I was amused
1: by the feats of strength and the concept was funny. I just, you really oversold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's just like the, the... If I had done, we were talking about doing this as a swap podcast where I would do this with the crew of um, Game Game Show and Matt would do an episode of Game Game Show with regulars Matt and um, Andrew and Mark. If I brought this to
0: them, <laughs> we wouldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess serious one for you. I, that was my concern. Oh, I can't give you guys a serious one, but that, that's what you want. So but yeah, that's the comedy will come from us
1: trying to be serious, right? <laughs> that's the point of the swap podcast. Is we're taking your podcast where you seriously go into this classic television and applying our nonsense, florid British idiots. And you're taking, yeah, you're for Americans and trying to do a British panel show.
0: Oh, no. I, that's I, what d- makes it funny. I, I think I take these with a fair amount of sense and nonsense. <laughs>
1: well, that's the beauty of the show, right? It's, there are episodes like this and there are episodes which are, like, groundbreaking portrayals of the human condition. So,
0: <laughs> Anthology, y'all. <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay. Um, do, do you want to dingle any dangle? Um, you can dingle me
1: anytime you like. Over at my podcast, there's Luke Loves Pokemon, it's about Pokemon, there's the Monster Mash, it's about Monster Hunter, there's the aforementioned Game Game Show, it's a game show about games in the model of the British comedy panel show, um, and you can find all of my stuff by finding me on Twitter at twitter.com slash buskerlily, it's a nonsense word I made up as a child.
0: <laughs> so, so wait a minute, uh, so the Game Game Show would be like the bar scene in this done like more properly? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think, like, you always describe it as, like, British people swearing at each other. because
1: That's the kind of friendship I think they were trying to portray here, where they are arguing and making fun of each other, but they are friends.
0: So, like, let's just get the premiere Insult comic and hope it works
1: out. Right. But then they had him, like, punch him out twice, which we don't tend to do.
0: Yeah, there should be broken fists and noses in this episode, and there aren't. Yeah. But, yeah, the,
1: um... But, yeah, that's, again, something which I think is more familiar to Brick. Brits express
0: their friendship to each other by being horrible to each other. So in the end, hey, you were the guest for this. You found the the little strain that, like, makes sense out of it all. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that with another guest, so, yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just next time you want to give me an episode like this, don't tell
1: me it's about a Superman who fights bears. (laughs) Oh, you're going to love this one, Luke. It's everything you dream of. It's about a guy who gets really strong and has steel cage matches with animals. I'm like, hell yeah. It's like no it's just about a dork who lifts up a bench. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh 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 got to call out one time he breaks the table and 2 minutes later comes back and the table's fine and when he tries to break it again. Ah. Oh. Okay. Just just <laughs> <laughs>